is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I don't know if you caught last week's episode. I hope you did because I had a really great time giving you all 20 bags of freshly popped popcorn uh, when I was joined by Joe Saul Cihai of the Stacking Benjamin Show for our 2019 movie draft. The two of us watch a lot of movies and so I thought it'd be fun to do a movie draft where we went through and selected our top three movies, our worst movie of 2019, and then our favorite TV show that we caught in 2019. So if you haven't caught that episode, go back, check it out. I think you'll have a lot of fun listening to it. And at the end of the episode, Joe mentioned another one of the, the great podcasts that he's working on called Money with Friends. And I've been working with them over the past four months as a guest co-host alongside Bobby Rebel. And sadly, January was my last month on the Money with Friends podcast. But I thought, why not share an episode with you all here? I've had a lot of fun working on the show. And I was like, hey, why not give you a taste of what we've been doing over there? So that's what you're going to hear today is my penultimate episode with uh, Money with Friends and um, a really interesting topic that we touched on regarding trash and Amazon. So I uh, hope, hope you enjoy this episode. But before we get into that, I want to say thanks to Mint Mobile for bringing you all today's bag of popcorn. And after listening to the movie draft episode that we did last week, you may have this desire to go catch some more movies here in 2020. And movies are not cheap. There's not going to lie. Movies are, are expensive. They're more expensive than they probably should be. But one way that you can catch more movies is by making a little extra room in your budget by cutting down the cost of your wireless service. And one way you can do that is with Mint Mobile, where you can cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. And with Mint Mobile, you can choose exactly how much data you want to use, whether that's 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. And you can save even more money by bringing your existing phone with you, along with your number, over to Mint Mobile. Visit mintmobile.com slash popcornfinance to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get it shipped directly to your door. So again, head over to mintmobile.com slash popcornfinance. That's mintmobile.com slash popcornfinance. All right, now it's time for Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown up kitchen in New York City. Hi, and I am Chris Browning, host of the Popcorn Finance podcast, coming to you from Popcorn headquarters out here in Los Angeles, California. This is the money news show that, as, as if you could not tell, we do record live. It includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like Chris Browning from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Chris Browning. Host of the finance, uh, host of Popcorn Finance. I was going to say Financial Grown Up. We could we could do a crossover <laughs> at some point. I, I've been on there once. Yeah, we're we're taping this in the evening. We're both a little bit punchy today, but Popcorn <laughs> Finance. Also, a brief show. What's going on there in the new year, twenty twenty? Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, Popcorn Finance, uh, it's a short form show where I discuss finance and about the time it takes to make popcorn. And so far in the new year, we kick things off with uh, a fun conversation on personality types and how that affects the way you handle your money. So looking at the Myers-Briggs uh, with a couple of really good friends who are both um, psychologists or therapists, I should say, and um, experts on the Myers-Briggs. So that was a fun conversation we got to dive into on that one. I wonder what they would have to say about our story, which, as you know, because we did it in the <laughs> tease, is about inadvertently buying other people's trash on Amazon. Let's see which one of our friends is going to bring us into the headline. 
This is Lacey from the Military Money Show. Money Headlines explains six days a week. That can only mean you are tuned in to Money with Friends. All right, Chris, you're going to start us off here. All right. So this one comes to us from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, It's titled, You Might Be Buying Trash on Amazon, Literally. Dumpster divers say it's easy to to list discarded toys, electronics, books on the retailer's platform. So we decided to try. And this was written by uh, Khadijah Safdar, Shane Shiplett, and Denise uh, Blostein. And we should say that because this was a big investigation. And by the way, you can see the link to this on our website, Money with Friends podcast. There's a big video as well. Okay, go. Yes, they really went in on this one. So uh, it starts off with uh, just about anyone can open a store on Amazon.com and sell just about anything. Just ask the dumpster divers. These are among the dedicated cadre of sellers on Amazon who say they sort through other people's rejects, including directly from the trash, clean them up and list them on Amazon.com's platform. Uh, Many post their hunting accounts on YouTube. They are elusive. They are an elusive lot. Uh, many the Wall Street Journal contacted wouldn't give details about their listings. Uh, said they stopped selling dumpster finds or no longer listed them as new. Didn't respond to inquiries or stopped communicating, uh, which I don't blame them. <laughs> Some said they feared Amazon would close their stores. So the journal set out to test whether these claims were true. Reporters went dumpster diving in several New Jersey towns and retrieved dozens of discards from the trash, including a stencil set, scrapbook paper, and a sealed jar of Trader Joe's lemon curd. Uh, the journal set up a store on Amazon to see if it could list some of the salvaged goods for sale as new, and it turned out to be very easy. <laughs> and uh, I'll keep going right here a little bit more. It says, uh, Amazon's stated rules didn't explicitly prohibit items salvaged from the trash when the journal disclosed the existence of its store to the company last month. The rules required that most goods be new and noted that sellers could offer used books and electronics, among other things, if they identified them as such. Sellers are responsible for meeting Amazon's high bar for product quality, an Amazon spokeswoman said. Examples the journal presented to Amazon of dumpster source listings are isolated incidents, she said. And uh, we invest, uh, we are investigating and will take appropriate action against the bad actors involved. Wow. Okay. And then it does add, by the way, that late last week, Amazon said it updated its policy to explicitly prohibit selling items, taken from the trash, adding to its list of unacceptable items, any intended for destruction or disposal or otherwise designated as unsellable by the manufacturer or supplier, vendor, or retailer. But I mean, Chris, like, really, how do you know? So that's why it gets really interesting. Um, And then the article goes into the control issues, saying Amazon exerts limited control over its third-party marketplace, which can buyers with millions of merchants around the world. The company has said it isn't liable for what these merchants sell, saying in court cases, Amazon itself isn't the one selling the products listed by third parties. And then it goes into some individual stories of how people did this. What I think is interesting to talk about, because this is a very exhaustive um, and intense investigation by the Wall Street Journal, so they should be given a lot of credit for this. They talk about the actual process and why this is so hard for someone who's a buyer to know that what they're buying came from the trash. So the article says, to list items under Amazon Prime, the subscription service offering quick free delivery, third-party sellers send those items to an Amazon warehouse where the retailer handles packaging, delivery, and returns. Shipping boxes or labels often include Amazon branding. 
sellers can also ship directly to customers from their homes and warehouses, qualifying for a prime designation if they enroll in a program called Seller Fulfilled Prime. But the first part of what I just said is the most important because you are buying things, they are coming in Amazon packaging from an Amazon warehouse. You assume this is, you're, you're being, you're giving your business to Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon is validating it for the buyers. But in fact, there is no real way that they have confirmed that these items were not from the trash as is exposed in this investigation. And like I said, there's a great video where they actually show the reporters dumpster diving. Chris, you've sold on, on Amazon. Yes, I have. So um, I, for, I mean, for many years, I've, I've been like buying and reselling things when I was in college, I used to buy things from uh, Sears because I used to work there and I would get things like clearance, sell them on eBay. And maybe about a year, I think about two years at this point, um, I heard, heard about Amazon and it was a great place to, to resell items. And so I started doing some research, started looking into it. And uh, the program, as it was called, or as I heard it referred to back then, was called FBA or Fulfilled by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And really all you're doing is you're going out, you're purchasing items, or in some cases getting them for free, according to the story, and you're boxing them up, you label them, you box them up, you send them to Amazon, and they will turn around and they will list them on their site and they will be sold with the designation of Prime. So anyone who has uh, you know, Amazon Prime membership, they will get free two-day shipping on those items. And there's no real distinction between one item or another. So when you you look at a listing on Amazon, say I look up a water bottle. I got a water bottle here. Say you look up a water bottle. It could be sold by 15 different people, but you have no idea. You can dig through and start looking at sellers if you really want to dig through. But sometimes it just says, you know, sold or fulfilled by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know where it's coming from. But really... Most a lot of these items are coming from people, individuals. Sometimes they build their own businesses and they're taking these items. They source them from thrift stores, clearance sections, um, and they box them up. They label them and they send them in and you're going to get one of those items. Just happens to be whichever one's probably closest to you logistically for Amazon to get it to your house. And you make a really good point. Even though the headline talks about trash in the article and in the video, they do profile um, someone that is finding this in the items at clearance. And that doesn't bother me as much. I think the trash really bothers me, especially because they could even put a picture on the website that is not the actual item. They could just find a generic picture of the item, put that up, and then the buyer really truly has no idea and maybe doesn't inspect the product closely enough. Who knows? We just really don't know. So this is really a case of buyer beware. Um, we do take yeah, and, this. Uh, Bobby, oh, go I, was ahead. Gonna, oh, I was just going to say, you actually don't even post a picture. They provide all the images of the products. You just, <gasps> you scan the barcode and it, it identifies the listing that already exists in most cases. And you're just supplying another piece of inventory for that product. So you're not giving, you're not writing a description. You're not putting pictures up. It's already pre-provided. You're just providing the inventory to supply that, that particular item. Wow. So Chris, we did ask our Instagram audience this poll, and I'm going to see if you can guess what they said. We asked them, should sellers be required to disclose if an item was found in the trash? And so what is your, I mean, I don't, you tell me you were a former seller. No, you weren't selling from the trash for sure. (laughs) But what do you think, what do you think our money friends said? The the choices were heck yeah, or buyer beware. (laughs) Well, I hope 100% said, heck yeah. And I don't think people should be selling things from the trash. I just want to, I want to just put that little, uh, little <laughs> asterisk there before I answer that question. But I hope it's 100% that yes, they need to disclose that this is trash. All right. Well, well, it was not 100%. It was 56% said, heck yeah. And what? 44, I know, 44% said, buyer beware. You want to secretly buy trash? Is that what they're saying? I don't. <laughs> yeah, they're saying buyer beware. Like, in other words, it's up to you to know the difference. So, yeah, 
And um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to people that said buyer beware. Ashley said buyer beware. Andy, Jen, Team Ocelot, Tyler, Nathan, Logan, Stephanie, and a bunch more. So, yeah. They're rough. I know. Yeah, they're they... just like, look out for yourself. Um, and then you have some responses. We asked people to kind of elaborate on this, what they thought about the whole idea of dumpster diving and trash on Amazon. You want to share some of those? Yeah, some of these have already had me cracking up. Uh, this one's from Vincent underscore, I think it's Cipollone. Uh, he said, much like the items sold in this article, Amazon is trash. Still going to shop ooh, there, though. Ooh. <laughs> so that, I enjoyed reading that one. Uh, uh, the next one here is from, it's, um, I think it's T-Y-L-X-R Burke. Uh, it's a thrift stores might be selling trash that people drop off sometimes. And I've known people who instead of they're like, you know, they feel bad about throwing something in the trash or take it to a thrift store, even though it probably shouldn't be sold to someone else. I don't think I think the majority of the stuff at thrift stores is still fine. But I know there are people who are probably dropping off trash at the thrift store. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then, Although, but, but, you know, if you shop at a thrift store, you know that these are used goods. They've been exactly. previously loved, previously loved yes. goods. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's some people who maybe aren't very responsible and throw stuff there that they probably shouldn't. <laughs> and and uh, the last one here we got is uh, from I Am The Real Spoon. <laughs> I said, yay, recycling. And then in parentheses, kind of gross. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I will I will point out the, the <laughs> what the Wall Street Journal did was they did take items that were in good condition and they at least cleaned them. I'm not trying to justify the fact that they were selling trash, but um, at least maybe you won't know if you're buying trash. I, maybe that's a consolation prize. <laughs> no, I mean, you, know, you could make that argument. I just think that there should be a disclosure. I mean, they did, um, they show in the video, it's fascinating. They, they do show themselves cleaning off you know, the dirt off of these items and kind of making them like new. And they do show these vendors that do this and the care that they take. And, and I just, it really comes down to disclosure because we do know that a lot of things are thrown out that should not be. And so there isn't, you know, I do want to say if something is perfectly good, we should not be throwing it out, but I don't think that you should go into other people's trash. That might even be illegal. I don't even know. Um, yeah, we, taped this, too far. we taped this live in front of a Facebook audience. We have Dylan here with us. And uh, do you want to read what Dylan had to say? <laughs> he said, hmm, why does my Amazon delivery smell like rotting tuna? <laughs> Don't open that box, Dylan. Don't do it. Yeah. And uh, he also said, has to be a super minuscule amount of sellers doing this, though. You know, I, I wish, I mean, it's probably impossible to really know how many people are actually doing this. Um, so, I mean, it, you hope it is a very minor amount. And like you said, Bobby, I think there's a lot of things that go to waste, but maybe there should be, if they're going to do it, which Amazon, I think sounds like they've stopped allowing people to do this. There should be some type of designation, but I don't think people would do that because they probably want to sell these things as brand new if they're uh, to make the most money off of them. Right. And there are places where you can sell things that are, you know, you're acknowledging that they're not new. And even I believe on Amazon, you can you can say that something is used, certainly with books. And I think, you know, reselling books that are used is great. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's just the, this was used by someone. I mean, this was literally in the trash can. So I think there was one mentioned by someone who a representative from Trader Joe's who said that if it's if it made its way into the trash can, it meant that it was unfit for them to be selling to customers. So that makes me a little nervous. Like you don't, there's some things that are probably good to be reused that are in that dumpster, but some things maybe were in there for a reason and they don't know. They just pulled them out of a, a trash can and cleaned them up and sold them. So that makes me a little nervous. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, does this make you look back on your days selling on Amazon any differently? 
do you like what insider knowledge can you impart to our listeners? Ooh, I would say that I guess just don't assume that what you're buying from Amazon is this brand new shiny item direct from the retailer. A lot of these items, a good number of them are people buying these things from from thrift stores, from clearance racks, things like that. And they're repurposing them and reselling them to you at a much higher price. So you might not even be getting that great of a deal, but just just have that in the back of your mind that when you're buying things from Amazon, it's not always directly from the manufacturer. All right. Time for our takeaways. Go for it. Right. So I would say one, the one takeaway is not everything is as you think it is on Amazon. Uh, and I think that it does show that there's a waste problem. People are able to find a ton of items that are in condition that could at least pass for new. And that means that there's probably a lot of things getting tossed out that shouldn't. Uh, but at the same time, I think transparency and disclosure is always great. So um, I would definitely want to know if what I'm buying is something that someone salvaged. But it looks like Amazon's kind of uh, trying to nip that in the bud as much as they can. Yeah, that that's such a good point. And I love the fact that you do talk about the upside of the fact that we are, you know, recycling things that should not have been on the trash in the first place. Clearly, if they can pass for new, maybe we shouldn't be throwing away so much stuff. So I think that's something everyone should really think about. And such an excellent point, Chris. I also think this is an age-old problem just translated to the digital age. And it shows that just because things are not are on a computer or not, you know, face-to-face, there are always people that are going to basically try to rip you off. Because even if it's perfectly good, it's not being presented accurately. If they're presenting mm-hmm. it as new and it's not new, that's not okay, even if it's perfectly good. So everyone has to be aware that even though we have all this technology and we think we're so sophisticated, things are no different than they were hundreds, if not thousands of years ago, where you have people that are trying to you know, basically earn a buck, not being honest. And that is not cool. Well said, Bobby. Well said. Thank you, Chris. Chris, this is your second to last show. I am so sad. You're going to be back tomorrow. Um, But tell us a little bit more about where people can find you and more about popcorn finance and all good things. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking for a show where you can hopefully learn a little something and maybe be entertained at the same time, all in about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn, you can come join me over on the Popcorn Finance Podcast. You can find me where you're listening to this show, or you can uh, come join me for uh, Tiny House Tuesday over on Instagram. Just look for a Popcorn Finance Podcast. You'll find me there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, And for everybody watching, if you want to learn more and listening, if you want to learn more about Chris and our other thought leaders, Go to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also find links to the articles that we discussed, which is especially important in today's episode because this video that the Wall Street Journal did, it's 12 minutes long. It is really fascinating. I highly encourage all of you to check out that video by going to Money With Friends Podcast. And if you want to participate in our Instagram polls, please go to our handle at moneyfriendspod. That's our handle both on Instagram and on Twitter. Chris, this has been wonderful. You'll be back tomorrow though. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. My, my sadness for this ending is only uh, <laughs> relieved by the fact that I get to come back for one more episode. One more episode and then a special role in upcoming episodes. So thank you so much, as always, on behalf of Chris Browning of the Popcorn Finance. I'm Bobby Rebel. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. 
You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.